Welcome to the Rooted and Established podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Snyder, and I'm so glad you're here, taking time out of your busy life to join in the conversation. In this space, we'll discuss what it means to live a life rooted in Christ and what that looks like practically in the different areas of our lives. Through short, manageable episodes that you can listen to while doing the dishes or taking a shower, we'll talk about how to live our lives intentionally as Christ followers. My prayer is that in whatever roles we fill or responsibilities we have, no matter where we are planted, we will become rooted and established in Christ. Welcome, Deborah, to the Rooted and Established podcast. I'm so glad to have you on the show today. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. We we were talking before we started recording about how long it has been since we've seen each other, but we've actually known each other for a while. Like, yeah. 10 plus years now. Um, we did ministry for a little bit together and it's just fun to stay connected via social media. And so I'm so glad to have you here today. So tell us a little bit about yourself, what you're going on, your family, what all the things you do. Yeah. Uh, so I'm Deborah Rhodes. Um, and my husband's name is Matt and we have a daughter, Annabeth, who is 10. And we currently live in Greenville, South Carolina, where we planted a church, uh, just about a year ago. We celebrated our one year anniversary at the end of September. And, uh, I also work at Southern Wesleyan university, which is a small Christian university, uh, here in South Carolina, where I graduated from as well. So, uh, we have been back in South Carolina for a couple of years. Uh, We're both from here originally, but then we lived in Indiana for nine years in North Carolina for three years. And then we came home and God called us here to plant a church. And so that's what we've been doing for the last couple of years. That's awesome. That's so fun to be able to like go home and feel like full circle. That's awesome. Yeah. And we weren't expecting that at all. Like when we left here, we were like, well, that's it, you know, and for God to call us back here. It's been really cool to watch that story unfold and see um, what he's been up to over the last few years. That's awesome. So where, or what is your role with the church plant? Yeah. So Matt and I are co-lead pastors. I am an ordained minister in the Wesleyan church. And so we co-lead. Matt actually is full-time employed by the church um, because he's really good with a lot of the details and just his personality really lends to getting us off the ground and moving us forward um, just in this early season that we're in. And so he has been um, leading that, um, but we co-teach, we co-lead, we, you know, we are oversee our staff together. And so it's been really fun to get to do that with him. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, that leads us into the topic for today. We are talking about women in ministry. And I know this can be kind of like a touchy topic for people. People have very strong Mm -hmm. opinions about women in ministry. Um, The denomination that we happen to be a part of is very pro women in ministry. We ordain women. um, And so we are very much for that. And so we just kind of want to address that as to, you know, kind of what we believe and why we think it's great, but also just to encourage other women who are in ministry right now, who are maybe loving it and just need an extra encouragement or who may be struggling. Um, That's kind of the, the general emphasis of this episode. So let's just talk a little bit about like, what do you love about being in ministry specifically as a woman, but what do you love about it? Yeah. One of the things that I really love, um, is just the the relational piece of things Mm. we have found, um, especially since planting a church that 
there's just this really incredible sense of community that we get to be a part of. And so mm-hmm. I think for a long time, I really wrestled with what specifically a minister should look like and not mm-hmm. necessarily what I should look like as mm-hmm. a, as a woman in ministry. One of the things that I found is really cool is that I get to minister out of my own personality and the way mm-hmm. that God created me. And I think for a long time, I really thought it had to look a certain way. It had to be a certain thing. It had to be what I had always seen. And what I have found is that the way that God has uniquely created and gifted me Mm. is to minister out of that and those natural gifts and talents and to invest in this community that he has put us in. And I think just the uniqueness of just every person's story as a minister, you know, like that we, we think it has to be so many things specifically, but really what God has taught me is that ministry is something he does through us based on how he created us. And so getting to do that, I think is one of my favorite pieces of getting to be a minister and also just getting to share the gospel. I Mm. I love that. I Mm -hmm. love that we get to do that. And of course, we're all called to do that as followers of Jesus. But for some, he has called to a different place and it's just a really cool thing to get to be a part of. That's awesome. I love that. How has co-pastoring with Matt, like how do you guys work together, especially since you are, you know, male and female, like how have you seen that play out in your leadership or in your church or how has that played out for you? Yeah, I think the thing that's been really, really cool about that is seeing how we complement one another. Mm. Matt is a, is a type A leader. Like he is a like doer, get things done, like just driven. And when we first planted the church, I really wrestled with some insecurities because I'm not wired like that. Mm. And so through the course of just kind of wrestling through that, having conversations with him on that. And then we have a really incredible um, coach that has been a part of this journey with us over the last year or so. Having him say to me like, how you lead is not just okay. It's also good. Yeah. So co-leading with Matt has brought some balance, but I think what we've also done is we've, we've made each other stronger in our leadership. You know, like there's this push and pull and this balance, but there's this way that we complement one another that actually makes us better. And, you know, I think for some leaders, they can do it on their own. Matt could totally do it on his own. Right. Um, but for me, I need someone like him mm. um, just because of my personality. And that's not a bad thing. It's actually a really right. good thing. Yeah. And I think what we have found and what our people at our church have found is that they really appreciate our different styles of leadership because mm-hmm. what we bring to the table is really a, a holistic leadership. It's right. not just one personality or one voice. There's variety to it. And it's brought a more complete picture to our ministry. And it's been really fun. That's awesome. Well, and I love that you, you talked about that we're all gifted differently and God can use those gifts in different ways. And we bring something different to the table as women. Yes. But also just as people, like you're a different human being than your husband. And so to be able to just bring your own personality, your own giftings to the ministry, is really vital. And I think, like you said, creates a more holistic and even like a healthy, well-rounded ministry. I mean, even in, you know, leadership, they talk about surround yourself with people that compliment you or that will be, or are strong in areas that you're weak. And you just kind of already naturally have that with the two of you. And so 
I think that's so important to touch on that. Yes, as women, we bring something different and unique to the ministry, but it's even more than just being a woman. It, it is our personality. It's our giftings. It's who God has made us. Um, and we don't want to discredit that just because we're a woman yeah. um, that we, God is, God has called us to serve him in ministry as well. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So there are, you know, a lot of people or denominations who are against women in ministry or have very specific, um, like parameters of how women can serve in ministry. What thoughts do you have on that? Or, or what would you maybe want to say to them, if anything, to, to just encourage them to maybe look at things differently? Yeah, this is actually a question that I wrestled with myself. Mm-hmm. Um, felt that call to ministry. I think I felt the initial call in college. There was, it's such a, it's such a Wesleyan story, you know, <laughs> like Wesleyan youth convention, you know, yep. that kind of a thing. But I very clearly just felt the Holy Spirit say to me, like, I want you to serve me mm. beyond just what, again, we're all called to do, but like, there was just this, and I couldn't even really articulate it at the time. Like I didn't know what it was. I just knew he was calling me to something different. And I answered that call, but I, I really wrestled with it for a long time, even still in asking the Lord, like, am I allowed to do this? Is it okay to do this? And then I finally just had to get to the point where I said, if God is calling me, like he wouldn't call me to this if it was wrong. Yeah. I mean, and when I'm in that place of ministering, when I'm, when I'm preaching the gospel, when I'm teaching, when I'm discipling other people, I feel more alive and Mm. I feel the presence of the Holy spirit in ways that I never did before Mm -hmm. until I fully surrendered and leaned into that calling. And it's like over and over and over again, I have heard him say specifically to my own heart, this is what I made you to do. And the reason that you feel fully alive is because you're doing what I created you to do. And that's a good and beautiful thing. And I had to just finally say to myself, I'm going to have to stand before the Lord one day and give an account of my life. Hmm. If I'm wrong, I'm completely okay with standing before the Lord and saying, I, I preached the gospel. Yeah. If I was wrong in that, I'm okay with being wrong in that mm-hmm. versus having to stand before the Lord and say, you created me to preach the gospel. You created me to minister and I didn't do it because I was afraid of what other people would think, or I let their opinion drive me. And I had to let those things go. I had to find peace and I had to find freedom in, in who God created me to be and what he called me to do. And once I did that, nothing else mattered. You know, when we Mm -hmm. first planted the church, I had literal panic attacks about like what happens if, you know, someone comes to the church and they don't realize that I'm a woman preacher and I get up there to preach and they get, they get up and walk out. Like when I start to preach Mm -hmm. now that hasn't happened. (laughs) Right. But we, we let our minds go there. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, that's not your business. Mm. That is not your business. Your business is to be obedient to what God has called you to do. And that's the only thing I, I can't, worry about answering everyone else's questions. I just mm-hmm. can't, that can't be my responsibility. Mm-hmm. I have to be, obe- be obedient to what God has called me to do. And when I look back at scripture, like there's just evidence that of so many things, I mean, you look at Deborah in the old mm-hmm. Testament, which is, she was clearly a leader of the entire nation, yeah. men and women, mm-hmm. you know, like you look at the story of Esther and how she led her people. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Lydia in, in the new Testament, you know, like that she was a leader and even Paul, who we use his words just to, to, for that argument, even Paul talks about the women who ministered alongside him. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, he's not going to contradict himself. No. And, yeah. and, and, and again, I don't like, I don't have time nor the energy <laughs> to get into the context of all of that, but I just know, like, I'm really thankful to be a part of a denomination like that, like you said, supports women in ministry, that ordains women in ministry, and that empowers us to do what God has called us to do. And there's actually a little booklet, and I'm sure you've seen it. Um, It's called Why, I think, Why Wesleyans Favor Women in Ministry. It's actually one of those things that it's like, hey, like, if you're not sure, like, here's a resource. Mm -hmm. And the truth of the matter is, like, for people on both sides of it, like, you can find supporting evidence for your argument. Right. If you look hard enough, you know, Mm -hmm. or if you look in the right place, like you can find what you're (laughs) looking for, but at the end of the day, this isn't, this is about me and the Lord Mm. and, and the individual and the Lord and that calling that he's placed on your life. And there is nothing better than walking that out and that surrender to him and that obedience to him for me and my life is more important than anything else. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's so key is that as long as, you know, God is, God is not going to call us to something that he is not good or that he's not going to equip us for, or that contradicts scripture. So if we genuinely pursue him, seek Holy spirit in this decision and seek out scripture and it does not contradict scripture, then we should pursue that. And like you said, be obedient. There is that obedient piece that if we just say, "Eh, I'm going to find a way to cop out of this, you are not being obedient to the call he's placed on your life. And, um, I think we also need to kind of trust and hope. And yes, there's, there's places for accountability and things like that, Mm -hmm. but trust that this person is pursuing the Lord is pursuing the scripture and, and, following Holy Spirit's guide guidance in this call, um, instead of just throwing every reason why they shouldn't be doing this. It's like, well, God's called me to this. I'm going to follow him in this. Um, and it's not a sin issue. It's not contradicting scripture. So I'm going to keep following this until if, and when he says stop so that I have to be obedient in that. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. Like I even asked him, I was like, if if I'm not supposed to do this, shut it down. Mm, mm -hmm. Like, cause I don't want to be disobedient to you. Like, so if this is not what I'm supposed to do, shut doors, like close my mouth, like do, Mm -hmm. but like I've had, and this is not an arrogant thing. This is just a confidence in the Lord thing. Like I have too much passion for his word and in preaching the gospel to feel like I'm being disobedient, you mm, know, yeah. why it, it is something that he has put within me. And, and we've had those conversations, you know, like mm-hmm. I, and I, like I said, I did, I asked him, I'm like, if, the, if you do not want me to do this, I need you to let me know. And right. if you tell me to stop, I will stop. Right. Right. But taking that step of faith and walking in obedience until he directs you a different way, if he directs you a different way. Yeah. Yep. So important. So you kind of touched on this a little bit, but maybe more specifically, you could dive in a little bit deeper. What encouragement would you give to a woman who wants to pursue ministry, whether that's like traditional local church, occupational ministry, or even just have like an online ministry or, you know, some sort of what, what would you encourage someone who is maybe wanting to pursue that maybe is hesitant in pursuing it? I would, I would love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah. I mean, 
clearly first and foremost, seek the Lord, Yeah, uh, you know, and don't move without, you know, peace from him, mm-hmm. you know, and hearing his voice. Um, we live in a world where it's very easy to just go out and do whatever we want, Yeah, but we've, we've got to check that against, you know, what mm-hmm. the Lord is telling us to do. Um, because anything else is not going to go well. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, and then, you know, voices that you trust, wise counsel, um, have those conversations with people. Because one of the things that over the course of my life that really has kind of, um, kind of shepherded me into this ministry role is the people in my life who spoke truth over me, who saw things that I couldn't see in myself, who saw my giftings when my insecurities were so overwhelming in my own life Mm. that there's no way. Mm -hmm. Um, those people who said those things and, and were a voice of the Lord in my life, it helped me have the confidence to walk in obedience. And, you know, of course, scripture, you know, that we will is always our guiding line. Um, Mm -hmm. and then, you know, after you've, you've walked through that process, the next thing is like, just do it. Yeah. Just do it. They're Mm -hmm. not, I mean, I have said often, like, I feel like, what do I have to lend to the conversation? There are already so many voices out there, Mm. you know, am I just one more noise in a sea of, you know, noises that are, that's in the world. Cause we have so much coming at us all the time. Yeah. It's like, no, like we need your voice too. Mm-hmm. What you have to bring to the table is valuable and it's necessary and don't be afraid or don't feel like, you know, it's not going to be important. It might not be large scale, you know, like right. I'm, I'm not Christine Kane or Jenny Allen and that's okay. That's yeah. not who God created me to be, mm-hmm. but in my corner of the world and in my community, mm-hmm. I get to speak truth to people. I get to disciple people. Yeah. I get to point them to Jesus. And that's just as important. Okay. So, you know, the state, the size of the stage doesn't matter mm-hmm. that, that like, we need you where you are. Yeah. I love that. So someone I, I follow says she's like faithful over famous every time. Yes. And like yeah. you and God may expand your platform or expand your reach, but if not, you still get to yep. be faithful and obedient right where he's put yeah. you. Yeah. That's not the point, you know? Right. Like if I'm doing this, then I'm missing the point already. Right. And and I pray that he doesn't expand that in any way if that's my if that's what I'm really pursuing. Because mm-hmm. those things will be revealed eventually. Right. You know, your motives will eventually come out. And if it's not refined and sifted through and pure for what the Lord has called and created me to do, I I really don't want any part of it because there's enough out there that the church is having to battle against Mm. and undo already that I'm like, um, for that, Mm -hmm. I got enough that we're battling against that I can't be another person who was only seeking, you know, recognition, you know, it has to always be about Jesus. And if you're pursuing Jesus and you're wanting to do what he's called you to do, then run after that with everything mm-hmm. you've got and don't hold back or apologize for it. Yeah. Be faithful in that. I love that. Well, and I know we're talking about women in ministry and this is so applicable for that, but also just this, like, it's so applicable for anything that God is calling yeah. you to do, whatever Absolutely. that looks like, whether that's motherhood or corporate job or, you know, Etsy shop. I don't care what it is, but if God is calling you to that, like seek him, seek wise counsel. I love that you talked about surrounding yourself with the the support people, you know, having a coach, having 
people that you trust that can speak into your life and, and encourage you and maybe even help you see some of your blind spots. That is oh, yeah. key, is so key in helping you move forward and taking those steps of faith and, and growing in that confidence as you, yeah. as you seek the Lord in that. Mm, love it. That's not easy to do. And that's taken me a long time to get to that point where it's like, okay, if I'm going to grow, I also have to know the areas where I'm, I've got weak spots and blind spots and allowing people to speak to that is really hard, but it really is the best way Mm -hmm. to, to grow in your spiritual maturity, you know, and like say, okay, like this is something that I need to work on. And, and that, Ooh, listen, I'm actually, that's the season I'm in right now. And there's days when it feels crippling. Cause it feels like, like, oh, this, I'm so bad at all of these things. And it's like, no, 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 no. Like, no. these are just things you need to work on. And, mm-hmm. and, and reminding myself, like Jesus identifies me, right? Like he, he is my identity. He is yeah. where I find my purpose and who I am. The other things are just things I need to do to become more like a fully mature person, you know, and that, I mean, that's a process. I mean, I'm almost 40, which is really hard to believe (laughs) most days, but like, I want to be better in the last half of my life than I was in the Mm. first half of my life. And the only way to do that is to look at the people that you love and trust and say, okay, help me help me things where I need to work and, and allow not, not just the people, but to allow the Holy spirit to do that. You know, he will be faithful to do that. And, Mm -hmm. and and it's not about, this is what you're not, what you're good at. It's more about like surrendering those things mm-hmm. to say, our Lord, work in it and refine it and mature it. And, well, and he's want me to be, he's good. And he's gentle and he's going to help you see these areas in, in a, not in a shameful way, but in a, let's help you look more like Jesus in this Absolutely. area. And I just <laughs> love that, that we, we serve a God that wants us to follow him and will gently guide us along. Yeah. I mean, sometimes we may need a two by four over the head to get our attention, but yeah. he is good. And, and he is faithful to guide us and lead us where we're maybe kind of off the path. And sometimes he uses other people to do that. And sometimes he speaks through his word or the Holy spirit, but um, yeah, we need to be humble enough to do that mm-hmm. and, and self-aware enough to do that. But it, I, it's a really key piece of it, I think. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So that was more for geared towards women who are maybe looking into ministry or wanting to pursue that, or maybe just starting out. What, if, what, if you were like sitting down in coffee with someone who's been in ministry for a while, what would you tell her? What would, what encouragement would you want to give her? Mm. You know, I think one of the things that is incredibly important to remember is that like, we can't, we can't, we shouldn't, we're not expected to do all of this alone. Mm. Um, and I think sometimes for whatever reason, I don't, maybe I'm wrong in this, but I think because we're women, there is, and this isn't just ministry. I mean, it's, it's politics, it's, you know, corporate world, it's, it's everything where it's like women, for some reason, we think we need to be strong. Mm. Like we think we have to do things on our own. We have, like, we can't rely on anyone because that then we'll be perceived as weak. And if we're perceived as weak and we lose opportunities or, whatever, you know, like that, that's just kind of the mentality that's out there. And I think remembering that we need one another, we need our sisters, um, there, um, on social media a few years ago, and I think it's still out there some, but it's like, Hey, like 
this is not a competition. Like we need to be celebrating one another, Yeah, you know? And like when one of us wins, we all win. Mm. And, and that spirit of cheering other people on is so incredibly important. And I have women in my life who do this for me so, so well. And, you know, there are days when they carry me, you know, Mm. like, Mm -hmm. and, and then there are days when I have the privilege of, of carrying them, you know, but like, having people in your life that, that you trust, you can go to, that you can be honest with. Um, I have a a really good friend that we, um, we use, we don't live in the same state. So we use the Marco Polo app, Mm -hmm. which is my favorite app. And we talk, you know, once or twice a week. And I told her the other day I had shared something with her and I was just really wrestling. And, um, a couple of days later I said, I'm so thankful that when I come to you, I can just be me. Yeah. I can just be me. I don't have to, you know, t- uh, you know, temper things down a little bit so it doesn't come across too harsh or I don't have to like have it all together. Like if I'm having an anxious moment, like I can just be that with you. Yeah. And that is such a gift mm-hmm. to have. So I think one of the things that I would say is find that and mm. be that. Mm, yeah. Because um, it's incredibly important. And I know like face-to-face is always really good and in-person is always really good, but we have technology now where it's like, Hey, if your friend who does that for you lives three States away, you can still connect, you know, right. and, and lean into that because you're going to need it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I think the other thing that I would say is like, just, just surrender, mm. you know, like whatever it, it is that God has called you to just surrender to it. I am, um, uh, one of Jenny Allen is one of my favorite authors and speakers. I just think she's a very wise woman. And she wrote a book, I think it was around 2012, a book called anything. And I've read that book three times now. And every time I've read that book, it has wrecked me. <laughs> um, but essentially it's a one word prayer that she and her husband uh, prayed where they yeah. just said anything, God, anything, period. And there were no like disclaimers on it. It was like anything but this or mm-hmm. anything except for, or it was like, Lord, anything you ask us to do. And that's a really hard prayer to pray because anything means whatever. Anything. It means anything. It means you, ex- you fully trust the Lord. Yeah. I don't always feel that, but that's what I want. Mm-hmm. And, and finding that place of surrender where I tell the Lord, anything, everything is on the table Yeah, and I will do anything you ask me to do. And that life of surrender is so hard, but it's so worth it. Mm -hmm. And letting him have everything. It isn't always easy, you know, but it is the best way to live. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm gonna have to go check out that book now. (laughs) Oh, I read it once every couple of years and I give it to everyone. Yeah. Read this. Read this. I love it. That's so good. Well, thank you for sharing your heart in this and your heart for other women in ministry. I just think this is going to be so encouraging for women who are wanting to maybe pursue ministry or maybe are in a season that they're just hard. It's just hard in ministry, just as an encouragement for them. So thank you so much. I have a question though, that I want to wrap up the episode with what is one resource you are loving right now that is helping you stay rooted in Christ? It can be light and maybe even silly or something really deep and spiritual. Yeah. So I actually have downloaded an app called the dwell app and it's 
scripture, but it will just read the Bible to you. Mm. And I know that the Bible app does that too, but I like the dwell app for some other reasons, but, um, you know, we just finished up a series on Ephesians and I told our people at the church, I'm like, Hey guys, if you listen to the book of Ephesians, you can listen to it in like less than 22 minutes, like the mm-hmm. entire book of the Ephesians from start to finish. And sometimes I think I find myself getting really busy and caught up and like, I don't have time, but I have a 35, 40 minute commute to work. And so I can, you know, I can hit play and I can listen to something and really making sure that even if I can't sit down and read all of the words of scripture, I can still have those words wash over me. And that has been really helpful and really important to me because life is busy. You know, this, and Mm -hmm. it's not about, it's not about desire, but (sighs) intentionality is incredibly important. And, And again, because of the world that we live in, technology is amazing. And it's like, Hey, you have a phone that will download apps that will read <laughs> the Bible to you. Let's use that. So that's, yeah. that's something that I've really been loving. I love so. that. That's so awesome. Well, great. Well, where can people maybe find you, connect with you, follow along what you're doing? Yeah, I am on Facebook, Deborah Kelly Rhodes. Um, and then Instagram is actually my favorite. of <laughs> Same. Platform. So I'm at DK Rhodes and that's R-H-O-D-E-S. Um, Twitter is a dumpster fire, so I'm not there anymore. I had <laughs> had to just say we're done here. Yep. Um, but yeah. And then I also, it, I have a podcast. It hasn't been super consistent. I'm trying to get back into the swing of things, but it's called, um, the little space podcast. All right. So, well, I'll um, be sure to link all of that in the show description so people can come find you and listen to your podcast and see what you're up to in ministry. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks, Lauren, Deborah. So- Thanks for listening to the rooted and established podcast. As always, I'm so grateful you took time to listen. I would be honored if you take a moment to leave a five-star rating and positive review. This helps other potential listeners know that this is a podcast worth listening to. And while you're at it, screenshot the podcast and put it on your social media or stories to share with your friends. That is worth a thousand thank yous. But if you tag me, I'll be sure to personally thank you myself. I hope you have a great week and we'll chat again soon.